hello hi good morning good afternoon and good night (laughs) (laughs) whenever you're listening yes so i have a little question for you today tell me you're asking yes i'll ask you what this let me rephrase this during this week tell me three times that you experienced little joys <gasps> Ooh, that's a good one Steph. i would say okay number one dude it rained this week yes i feel like that was a really big joy <laughs> but that was definitely one and just like feeling the actual fall weather i'm so sorry i feel like i sound like a broken record this whole month because i'm like fall and the weather and whatever but like i truly feel like i thrive during fall and that so for sure that and second little joy is i feel like this week was kind of busy for me but i think i read like two pages of my book (laughs) and that was a little joy for me and third i would say drinking tea Mm -hmm. i've been drinking tea at night this whole week Mm -hmm. which i don't do really often and that's been kind of cozy and it's kind of funny it's made me like really sleepy caffeine free tea yeah <laughs> yes that's it oh i love your little joys my little joys would be well the rain like last night we had thunder and i cranked up the mellow music i made myself like i started cooking this dinner this meal that it requires just more work but it was nice to be in the kitchen and what just so it's um this recipe that cassidy my friend made me like like almost two years ago it's like a sweet potato kind of bowl you made that for me once oh yes that one i made it and i just love making that one because you have to like get the veggies and the kale and mix it all up and anyway yesterday with like the thunder and the rain and just cooking and the music i was having like the best time that's one Another one would be, oh, well, work has been, this is all going to be surrounding the rain, too. (laughs) Like, work was so nice. I love my little, I, like, work inside this little kind of trailer, airstream, and I get to sit and just see, like, the nature and stuff outside, but with the rain and just I had like really good conversations with two they're not coworkers but they work in the same space and they can like came to say hi and we just had like really good conversations. I almost want to share one thing like one of the girls said something to me and I was like I love it. it. Okay, this is going to be my third little joy what she said. So she has this tattoo on her I don't know like my anatomy but it's like right below her hand like think of where the arm is just starting like next to the pinky down yes okay right there and it says so what Mm. and i asked her like what is that (laughs) i actually said i'm so like corny because i was like so what does that mean (laughs) and she said that she had this like conversation with god and she was going through this like really insecure time not knowing what Mm being afraid of doing something new because she kept thinking what if they don't like me 
and what if they think this about me and all this and a lot of people were saying like don't overthink it you know just do it like get out of your head and she felt like when she was having the conversation with god god simply said like so what so what if they think that because they might but that doesn't mean you still shouldn't do it that's a good one dude dude and i literally was like oh i'm gonna go to the tattoo shop right now (laughs) on my arm it was so refreshing to hear her like share that because i think i could relate to that and that answer actually feels so much more realistic and brought me more peace than the like you're in your head it's like well of course i am because it's like stressful we care about what people think about us and stuff like that so that's a good one dude speaking of tattoos i kind of want to explain my new one yes um just like in more detail because obviously you know it but um i got a recent tattoo kind of i say forearm but i feel like that's not the correct spot again i don't know anatomy (laughs) but it's basically like if she were to uh actually i don't even know how to describe where it is (laughs) It's basically on, like, the opposite side of the inner arm. Yes. Yeah, well, it's somewhere in my arm, okay? (laughs) But, okay, it's a French word or saying. It's joie de vie. And I got it because in 2019 I studied abroad. I was in Spain, but I got to travel to surrounding countries. I think I've said this before. Um, One of the countries was France, and I went to Paris. And... I kept hearing that saying from the locals, just like, joie de vie, joie de vie. And I was like, what? What does that mean, right? This is in Spain, right? That was in France. Okay. When I visited. Because I was about to say, isn't that so intriguing that they're speaking French? No, I visited France. (laughs) Okay. When, like, during my time in Spain, I visited when I had, like, a holiday at school or whatever. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I was in Paris, France, and people kept saying that and obviously i looked it up i was like what's this and it basically means a joy of life and then in spain like some people were saying it i think it's just like a common thing but then when i came back home um i kept seeing it like on pinterest for some reason and i was like i feel like it's following me and one day being here like home california like i just really like resonated with it and it's been on my mind to get it because i think I, I want to say, like, my thought process as to why I resonated so much, but I feel like being first gen and kind of the struggles that my parents have been through, um, I I want, like, my life to be an overall joy um, because the saying, basically, you use it when someone's like, I'm getting married or I'm having a baby or I graduated, something that's exciting and joyful. Um, or if you're eating dinner with friends or you're going to make a cheers, like joie de vie, like mm. it just means like this is a joy of life. And I really want my life to represent joy because I feel like, unfortunately, for a lot of my family members, like they haven't had that luxury to experience a lot of joy. And I just want it to be a reminder for myself that my life can be joyful and I want it to be joyful and I want other people to be joyful and um, not to say like life is going to be all beautiful and whatever like there's going to be hardships but regardless like even within that to find a joy and I've just really resonated resonated with it and 
that's why I got it. Mm. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I I have no words. I like as you're. I'm also first gen, so I definitely understand the difficulty of seeing some limits when it comes to. I want to say this right, joie de vie, and it's cool to set that new pattern of I will live my life in joy. Yeah, and I think that's also taking what our parents like have done for us and the opportunity that we have had to grow up in the States and decide to make something of it. And that means like bringing joy into it, like bringing yeah. joy into our lives and the generations to come. Yeah. In a way, like their sacrifices is joie de vie. Like mm-hmm. to them, it's a joy to make those sacrifices and to see us be uplifted. Um, but I really want to live that out. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> What are we talking about today? So today we're going to continue with the spooky vibes. I feel like we just really need to take it in because as we all know, time flies. Yeah. And we're not going to do spooky stuff forever. (laughs) And we're not people who tend to love spooky stuff. So it's nice to take this month and like that little ounce of us that has curiosity on like the spookiness, the, the ghost stories, whatever. We're like, okay, we're going in hard. Yes. Um, today though, we are talking about growing up is scary. Yeah. And what about it is scary? Everything. (laughs) Dude, literally. Everything is scary about it. So, I think we should start with when you grow up, suddenly these new experiences come up and it's your first time doing it. For instance... I want to ask you, your first, like, real real adult job, right, with the higher education, tell me how it was to, like, step into something new like that. That was definitely nerve-wracking. I rem- Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I went to UCR, and I was studying sustainability, but part-time I was a student worker in the higher ed office, so that's, like, where I dipped my toes in, and I didn't really feel like it was, like, a big girl job, because it was part-time, I'm a student, I don't have many responsibilities, but then when I graduated and started to work um, officially, like, in the real world, if you want to call it that, I was like, dude, (laughs) this is, like intense because my responsibilities increased um like everything like the fact that I'm going Monday through Friday and it's like a big part of my life like it just felt very um like how do you trust me with this role yeah (laughs) did you feel imposter syndrome yes like I felt like do I really know Mm -hmm. what I'm doing because I don't think I do totally I want to share too a similar experience I had so I because of psychology have not had to step into a role like that too quickly because of more schooling which didn't feel new to me just kind of felt like I'm just continuing what I left off in undergrad but recently I've had to like go into interviews and I also saw my very first client and I feel imposter syndrome (laughs) It definitely feels um, scary and new. And to give you an example, like when I went on this first interview for just like an actual uh, location to 
to be like an intern slash therapist in training i guys like i literally sat there and as they were interviewing me i was just like oh my gosh (laughs) who let me get who even let me (laughs) come here like and they're asking me these like really big questions which i knew at one point in my life i would have to answer and just know how to do but i kind of sat there and couldn't believe it was happening already and it is it i don't know it felt very scary to kind of feel like you had more time and still feel like a kid and you're like sitting there you're like nope time's up you're here dude yes i was gonna kind of tying all of that together i think something that's scary about growing up is realizing how quickly time passes um i don't know like it's it's kind of mind-blowing because i remember being a kid especially like in the summer i felt like it was eternity like i felt like i had all this time and then all of a sudden we're going back to school but everything felt like long Mm -hmm. and now it just feels like wait it's a new year and it or like now like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be a therapist or like i'm in training and now like i'm graduated Mm -hmm. it's really weird it's so weird but i want to ask what advice do you have for the people and for me esther (laughs) in stepping into these new roles like what are the best ways to still face it head on like not run away from it because all of us have to step into these like big adult jobs one day or just new things as we grow up I would say um so I left I left my previous job and I'm working at a new school now but when I left my previous job my boss actually which I really appreciate he told me the strengths that he feels like I have and he said that he really thinks that my curiosity and honesty is going to get me far. And I would say that, like, should go for everyone. Like, even in that imposter syndrome feeling, just be honest. And whoever's, like, supervising you or mentoring you, I, I would say just be honest and say, I really feel like I don't know what I'm talking about. Or I really feel like I need help in this area. Or the curiosity of, like, wait, like, how did you do that? Or how can I get to that? next level I think for me like I have this huge fear of not doing my job right and maybe getting in trouble so like I always want to be in a way a step ahead of wait help me figure that out and if I do mess up like I'll be honest and be like dude I don't think I did this right um so yeah I would just say like be honest and just like ask a lot of questions and I know the saying sometimes people say like fake it till you make it but I would kind of counter argue that and just say, like, be honest and simply be like, dude, I I actually don't know what you mean. I don't get this. Like, I don't know. I, I love that because authenticity and just being honest with yourself allows you to step out of that imposter role. Because I think the fake it till you make it is this, like, false confidence. And then you that's why you feel more imposter because you're faking it. Yeah. But if you step in with the mentality that you're supposed to be here you're ready to be here but you just don't know certain things because it's new to you it kind of allows you to step into the role of yes i'm supposed to be here but it's totally okay that i'm learning yeah um which right now i think that reminded me in my interview they asked like what do you what are your needs like from us which they're like higher up and i simply said i just need 
people to give me constructive criticism mm. because I am learning. That's good. That's really good. And I like was so honest in that. And I think it helped me even kind of sink in more of I'm new guys and I just need you guys to really like hold me accountable and help me be the very best I can because I don't know how to do that yet. Yeah. So that's a really good one. And I think that's a reminder that your higher ups do want to spread their knowledge. And if they don't, I'm so sorry, you probably have a horrible supervisor like boss, but that's part of their job, like to mentor their people you know yeah so i would say that but yeah that's for jobs i definitely feel like growing up that's been a huge like oh my gosh it kind of takes yes. your breath away it does <laughs> um what are other areas you'd say like growing up has scared you i think um unlearning unlearning uh, okay let's dive into this <laughs> that's so I real yeah, I would just say, like, unlearning a lot of what's right, what's wrong, what do I value, what I don't. Um, I think, for me, I just, I'm going to dive into, like, tattoos, to be honest. Let's do it. Um, I mean, growing up, I was taught and I learned that tattoos are equated to just, like, bad things and criminals and, like, whatever and i think like unlearning that it doesn't have to be equated to anything and the world the whole world doesn't see it as bad if anything a lot of people have tattoos i think specifically my family dynamic associates it with bad but like i'm learning that i really like them and not saying that i'm going to be like tatted all over my body but um i think the more I learn about like my ancestors and my history, the fact that they had tattoos and they put their values and morals like on their body, like really resonates with me. So learning, unlearning what I was taught of it being bad and learning that to me, it means more than just art or like doing it for the fun. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100% makes sense. I think that that even dives into something deeper of unlearning so I think we could all relate that growing up we had the people that cared for us or just like people we really looked up to have this kind of ideal image and persona that we had to step into that was like the almost the box that we were placed into that's what we learned was good and then as we grow up, we start maybe feeling a little uncomfortable in the box because it's not one you chose and you're starting to un know and learn more about yourself. And I think unlearning that that's the only way to be is so important because like you said with tattoos, I could relate to that too. I think that was part of this idealized version that my parents wanted me to be like was someone who had no tattoos, who just literally was this image of what they thought was so like pure and it's really hard on learning because okay if they set this image of this is pure then what does it mean to not do it is that you're like not pure yeah and that's so hard to like unlearn because you obviously nobody I think wants to be like not pure or like not good but I had to unlearn that like okay just because I want tattoos doesn't mean it's wrong or just because I want 
trying to think of like what are other things i would say for me like another thing like just unlearning um just ways of life um i think growing up you get the opportunity to kind of pave your own way and that means like even simple things like my mom used to cook this way but like unlearning that that's not the right it's kind of like what you said like I don't know I feel like this is kind of confusing in a way maybe that that's not the only way exactly like learning yeah I'm gonna say too like I think hmm when I went to El Salvador I had a lot of like almost like culture shock because I think I already did a bit of diving into unlearning and I remember talking to my cousins and being like whoa (laughs) like that stuff I believed like in high school but like that's still not okay for instance punishment Mm. that it's okay to punish your kids by just instilling instilling fear Mm. you know yes stuff like that yeah where I was trying to tell my cousins like you know like that doesn't mean that that was good I know that that you grew up believing that was the best form of discipline of um and it's not like I'm not diving into abuse, but think about just like the fear your parents placed when even we were recently learning even a timeout is kind of signaling to your kids like you're just too much. I can't handle you right now. Like you must go away from me. And like that's already doing something to their brain. And I think there's better ways to discipline, better ways to talk it out, to show up for people and kind of explain like this is why it was wrong or this is why like they talk like there's a better way to handle behaviors and I think for me like talking to my cousins I was trying to tell them that like hey like I know like over there they just really 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 value their parents like a hundred percent which I at one point was just in awe and thought it was really beautiful but there were times with my cousins I was like yeah but remember that as much as you love your parents, you're also your own person and don't it's not selfish to pursue your dreams. It's not yeah. selfish to disagree with some ways they raised you cuz you're unlearning things yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. I hope that kind of ties the knot for this. Yeah, <laughs> I know? was I kind of want to say one last thing like that's perfect. Unlearning from well growing up unlearning means like letting go of fear. I think for my parents um maybe scaring my siblings and I like equated to protectiveness for example um like my parents kind of instilled this fear of like if you eat out late like you're gonna like someone's gonna kidnap you or like stuff like that Mm -hmm. or just like not being very like adventurous because then you'll get hurt and like I think the minute dude I let go and unlearned that fear I literally went skydiving I literally like got my car i literally like go out to dinner at night like stuff where i'm like dude if anything this feels like freedom it doesn't feel like you know yes and it was scary in the moment of like wait but what if my parents are right and don't get me wrong i know there's like crazy danger out in the world but i think being aware and smart and still being able to be adventurous like i think brings freedom Mm-hmm. have you heard of the um saying throw the baby no keep the throw the (laughs) throw the baby away can i google this i'm gonna google it right now got it okay so 
Have you heard of the saying, don't throw the baby out of the bathwater? No. So it's a weird, guys, it's such a weird saying. Like when I first learned this, I was like, like, why? Why this way? <laughs> why this saying? But then when they taught it to me, I'm like, okay, I get it. But we could have definitely come up with like a better <laughs> like saying. Basically, like when you're taking a baby a shower, you know, they're normally in like this like little... Who knows? What do you call that? Like a tub thing? Yeah, cute. Like a little tub. And the saying, don't throw the baby uh, out with the bathwater, is basically saying, you know, I think, well, you can apply it for many ways, but for this particular unlearning um, topic, it's basically saying, here you have these ideals, these, these things that you grew up with. Now you're unlearning things. And you're deciding to choose uh, certain things that weren't aligned with what you grew up with. Just because you're doing that doesn't mean that you're completely throwing everything out the window that you grew up with. So basically, like, the saying is, hey, like, the baby is still, like, always going to be a part of you. And it's not all completely bad. But you can you can throw the bathwater out. All that stuff, that all the dirty, all the, you know, you're cleaning the baby. So all that stuff that you're like, that wasn't helpful. Like, that's not something I want to continue. You can throw that out, but you can still keep the baby, you know? Mm. Don't go to your extremes of, like, rebelling of, like, this is awful. Because I, I think we both can agree some things our parents showed us are just things we love and we'll always keep in our hearts. Yeah. So I love that saying because it kind of helps me realize, like, don't go into, like, black and white extremes like that because I don't think that's ever helpful. I like that. Yeah, weird saying, but get this point across. Next, mm. let's talk about honesty. Dude, I have something to say already about that. Okay. I think growing up um, and realizing that my decisions are my own and that I can make my own decisions comes with setting boundaries and being honest, um, whether it's with my parents or family and friends, whatever. Um I think, like, honesty is scary, but you have to be honest as an adult Mm -hmm. because if not, like, people will cross your boundaries or there's going to be miscommunication and people can be hurt or drama can arise. But I think, like, for you to be honest with, like, hey, like, what you say, like, really makes me upset, whether it's, like, you telling your parents that or maybe a boss or a friend that, I don't know, that's, like... It's scary because, like, I think honesty is, like, vulnerable. And you, I think for me personally, like, I don't want to cause anyone to be upset or, like, be mad at me. But I think with honesty, like, it's just, like, communication. I think before, like, being young, like, we had our parents to communicate for us and just make decisions for us. But now it's, like... I need to be honest with myself and be honest with the people around me because I don't know. That's just how it goes when you're older. Because mm-hmm. if not, like people are just going to overstep or you're just going to be exhausted by, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can agree, but I will say I'm the worst at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so afraid. I think honesty kind of goes into confrontation. No, and it is scary still. Ugh. I think... I still struggle with 
being honest just out of fear of being so many things like inconvenient too much stirring the pot is that the saying is that what you say okay or getting somebody yeah will somebody be angry that i was honest about how i felt about blah 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 will they leave like will will the friendship end will yeah yeah, no, <laughs> so seriously, bad at I feel it. like there's definitely, like, a lot to lose when it comes to honesty, but at the same time, like, I feel like, if anything, it reveals, like, true friendship and reveals those who respect you, and, I mean, it's scary, too, when someone is honest with you, you know, like, if someone's coming to you and is, like, hey, dude, like, I feel like you've been a bad friend, or, hey, like, I feel like you can be better at this or this this is probably not the best decision for you like honesty is you know two-way street you give honesty you receive honesty and I don't know it is really scary and I think it's going to continue continue to be a scary thing as an adult Mm -hmm. yeah and I think at the end of the day like one thing that has pushed me to step into more honest conversations is the fact that when you're not being honest then you're kind of in this role that isn't authentic you know you're brushing over a topic that has bothered you or something and you're acting like it's not there and you're just something kind of restricting walking on eggshells about that you know and with honesty you can really grow with the person and you can really I think even get I mean, maybe changing the perspective, like, there's a possibility, sure, that they will get so angry at what you said, and they'll, like, not want to be a part of your life, but there's a possibility that they really care about you, and you'll see that they're, like, actually wanting to also be honest with you and receive that and grow with you, and you can grow closer than you ever have been with that person. Yeah. I agree with that. Hmm. Okay. Should we do one more? Let's do one more um do we want to talk about therapy okay it wouldn't be a salad days podcast if we didn't bring up therapy (laughs) so both of us actually started therapy in our 20s and possibly both of us might be therapists one day well, you for sure. Yeah, me for sure. But we'll see if Miss Esther, even if she doesn't trust, she's got it in her. So we'll see whatever you decide. But yeah, I personally think everyone should definitely go to therapy, especially in your 20s. It's such a changing. It's such a defining time. Revealing. Revealing time. And you don't need this like presenting problem to go I think it's beneficial just to process things and for anybody contemplating it guys you don't even have to go every week no no like you can go just when needed you can go once a month and it's for those who are afraid like well I don't want I don't need therapy it's like don't look at it as you have a diagnosis and so you need to go like look at it as self-development like personal development bless you because I guess from my own experience it was so awesome to have somebody who literally has learned the 
stages of development of growing up of what one goes through and how to help them and then have them like really just be a great like a to provide such insight as you're going through that and just some peace while you process all these things um it's just been a really helpful in my 20s i think so too and i think i think still even with our generation and social media there's such encouragement with go to therapy and blah blah blah. but i think when it comes down to it for some people there's still like the stigma behind it and this fear of what if my family finds out that i'm in therapy like what are they going to think or what are my friends going to think how do i really feel about therapy um and i think there's still like this fear behind it and i would say even for myself i started going to therapy last september so it's going to be it's already been a year actually um so i was 22 last year and I was still like a little scared mostly I think I was scared what I was gonna learn and what I was gonna uncover um just because that is therapy like you're gonna maybe hear things that in the moment can seem not the best but it's just honest Mm -hmm. (laughs) going back to honesty (laughs) yeah seriously Mm -hmm. but I would say if there is, like, a fear behind it, I would say give it a shot. Um, And, you like, no one's forcing you to go. And like Steph said, you can go once a month, every other month, when there's something specifically pressing. You know, it doesn't have to be consistent at all. But I think for me so far, it's been life-changing. And I wouldn't, like, encourage it enough just because it's – I really – even if you think you're the happiest person, you feel like you have no problems, there's always something you can learn about yourself, your family dynamic – and how you want to be moving forward what kind of person yeah i also believe it could be very beneficial for the people around you because i've come to notice that we all have we all have our things that we really want to process and we tend to go to certain people to process that but i personally have really loved that with having a therapist I'm not placing that on other people to help me process it. There isn't this there isn't this need to seek almost a therapist within a friend or another individual because I already have mine. I literally in my mind go like, "Oh, it's okay. I'm going to bring this to her." Like, I'm going to I'm going to process that with her. And then therefore like with my friendships and relationships, I could just be present and just not feel like they're gonna they have to be like my therapist like I think a lot of times we like make people our therapists that aren't supposed like they're supposed to be a friend they're supposed to be a a sibling a parent like that's the roles they need to be not this like therapist for you and I love that I get to like almost have that boundary of like I have somebody I can go to for these really like confusing things I don't understand they like that person can help me process that and I can simply just be myself around you not be like a like dumping my things on yeah people around me and I think it's even better with an unbiased person who's qualified yeah um whereas a lot of people in our lives are biased and it's not always what we need mm-hmm. it's not really gonna get us anywhere if someone's always on our side you know yeah that's y- mm-hmm like the calling out and just mm-hmm. they don't they're not trying to please you no. that's not their job so 
you know, give it a shot. Give it a shot, people. And also, I would encourage you all to consider what's what's something that scares you about growing up. It might be something completely different than stuff we said. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to reflect on that um, just to be aware of what's maybe holding you back or maybe something that you want to step into analyzing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. One last thing. I know I started with three little joys. Three little joy... Joy de vivre. Joie de vivre. Tell me... Tell me one thing that has been, like, the best part of growing up. I think finding my freedom. Okay, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. To be... Guys, even when I came home with my first... Not one two tattoos (laughs) and like just telling my parents and having to move forward and being at a place where they were like okay I just I don't know that's freedom like this is who I am and I'm making my own decisions and there's something so freeing about knowing and feeling like you're discovering who you are what your values your morals are and almost having that mentality of like I know people will go against it I know like some people won't like it but so what (laughs) I second that (laughs) so um think about what's also been a joy joyful part about growing up because it's not all bad and it's not all scary preach dude Mm -hmm. well have a good day and a good week and keep enjoying this fall weather yes And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.